welcome to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines, changing the conversation around divorce. This show is sponsored by Penguin in the Room. Penguin in the Room is an award-winning arts, marketing and social media management company. If you want to jazz up your socials and have someone Instagram and tweet for you, then here's your answer. Go to www.penguinintheroom.com. As always, hit subscribe to make sure you're updated about new episodes. And we love to hear from you on social media at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. You can also email us all the infos on our website, thedivorcesocial.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I am joined by Rachel Teat, presenter and actress. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Excited to be here. Oh, that's good. That's a nice start to the chat about divorce. Yes, isn't it just, I wore a jolly bow in my hair. Not that anyone can see it, but just because I was like, I'm going to be jolly. I I think people can feel it though, even if they can't (laughs) see it. You can feel the arrival of the bow. Well, I have um, just got out of bed because I get up really late. So my hair is an absolute mess. And I feel that people can feel that also about me. They're feeling a lot today. (laughs) So um, you are divorced. Yes. Well, I feel like I'm half in your club. I'm decree nice side. I'm waiting for my decree absolute, which I feel I can only say in a French accent, which is a bit dodgy. I don't know why. (laughs) But for some reason, I've just got it in my head that it's absolute. Absolute. Like the vodka. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that is what you need during the decree absolute. Totally what you need, yeah. Um, I am also have my decree nice side, but not my absolute. So mm-hmm. but you're very welcome in the if you can be a full member of the club, yes. I'll allow it. Oh, thank you. But, but I'm gonna have mine by bonfire night. So you know what I'm thinking? I'm well, thinking don't burn the certificate because you need that for legal reasons. Yes, yeah. No, yeah, I'm not gonna burn no, that. I'm no. just I just I'm gonna have a really like good bonfire night party. Sparklers and fireworks, obviously with only six people now. But um <laughs> might have to do it via Zoom. Or you know, people can just socially distantly stand in places and just watch fireworks. I love fireworks, I'm really like into fireworks to the point where I'd quite like to when I die, a little bit morbid, but be put in a firework. Oh my God, what and shot into the sky. Yeah, I just explode. think it'd be brilliant. Yeah. How, like, I just think it's a really cool way for your ashes to go up. 
Is that yeah. a thing that people do? It is. Do you know, I once interviewed somebody about it quite near to bonfire um, night and they said that somebody had asked to have their ashes buried on this football pitch and the team said no. So this firework guy was like, we can make that happen. That's... And the firework disappeared and off it went. Yeah. I have never heard of that before. You're opening my eyes to all these. <laughs> it's really difficult with ashes because when my dad died, he wanted to be scattered in the Thames. Okay. And that's illegal. Unless you do it via a firework. <laughs> have, you, yeah, have you still got the ashes? There's all these. Well, we may or may not have found a quiet place on the Thames <laughs> when <laughs> no one was around to Good. scatter the ashes um, and we used uh, a cup because there was lots of discussions it's a very difficult ashes are this is not what I expected to be talking about on the divorce cup but oh, ashes you know. are a very difficult thing because we were like well what do we like get it out of the box with we don't want to use our hands so we were going through like my dad's old kitchen like should we ladle him out that seems weird yeah especially not with a slotted spoon that would yeah work. straight through the middle <laughs> so in the end we used like a um a cup that one of us had bought him that said like best dad ever oh. um but also it was windy so we did the classic thing where we like scattered it and it just blew back into blew back in your face nice yeah which I feel is quite um my dad you know mm. he'd think that was hilarious okay well you're uh, well I'm glad we've sorted out when you die you're gonna go up in a firework and when I'm properly divorced I'm gonna have a bonfire party yeah so I, <laughs> I expected you to say that you were gonna dress your address uh, a little Guy Fawkes um as your ex and then burn it on a bonfire so I'm glad <laughs> it didn't go in that sort of evil direction that could be a bit harsh I still have to see him because we've got a little boy so I still have to see him on a weekly basis so that might be a little bit traumatizing to my nearly four-year-old um yeah. I that. but I do still have my wedding dress so I suppose I could always burn that but you know it got ruined on my wedding day one of my best friends decided to have red wine on the dance floor <gasps> so the back of my dress got covered in red wine and because I had lots of like costume people there from film and TV, they were all like, oh my goodness, we need to sort this out. Let's throw a white wine on it. And I was literally like, I'm fine. I'm never going to wear it again. Little did I know it could have come in handy. But, you know, not that I'm ready to get married again or remotely at that point in my life. But, you know, so nice did, to have the option. So you had red wine down the back of your dress, a sort of blood vibe. Did mm. you see that as some sort of omen? Or at the time, were you like, fine? At the time, I was so chilled about it. Everybody was kicking off and really like, why have you done that? I can't believe you've done that to one of your best friends. The person who was really drunk tried to put salt on it, which didn't help <laughs> at all. I was just like, it's fine. We're going to go dance. Let's all just get really drunk and, and not care. But maybe it was an omen. Hmm. Maybe. Perhaps. Um, Perhaps it could have been. Afterwards, they were like the friends who were like, yeah, we never liked him. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we threw red wine on you. That was the reason. Yeah, totally. Um, so how does it feel, other than firework display, like to um, be in the divorce club? It feels really strange. I'm only 32 and I don't know many other people who have been in my situation. I was the first one of all my friends to get married and the first one to have a child. And I think I know maybe two or three people who've been divorced. 
And so that's why when I found your podcast, I was like, oh my goodness, there's people I can listen to who've been through the same stuff, who I can just be like, okay, right. And give me a bit of advice and a bit of, you know, a bit of, you know, make me feel a bit more normal about it. Because I think you've got certain friends who will talk about it to an extent, but they don't fully understand or fully get it. Um, And it does feel like a really strange thing. I never thought, I never got married going, oh yeah, I'm going to get divorced one day. So it does feel like a really strange thing, especially when like ours was done online. So it's ticking a few little boxes and then that's just it. And you're like, oh, okay. I mean, we had to like go and register our bands to actually get married. Like there was a, there was a whole exciting thing for that. But for this, you've just got to tick a few forms, say yes, I agree with what you've said. And that's that strange so how far are you in how long ago did you separate uh, we separated it was february 2018 so what two years eight months ish um yeah so which which feels very sort of seems like a long time ago and i completely moved so i lived like an hour and a half away from where i live now so i moved back home to where my mum and dad were so not only did i have the end of the relationship i had a complete change in location and me and my little boy moved back home um so that was all really strange to deal with because in where i was was in quite a, a posh village let's say and the minute everybody found out, it was like, whoa, oh, that might be catching. Let's, let's send her a message and check she's okay. Then let's accuse her of having affairs with our husbands. And then <laughs> let's never speak to her again. So only keeping in touch with two people from there who I had, we had children all at the same time. But I think a lot of people were really like, oh God, we don't want that to happen to us, which is really, really strange really strange but yeah a lot of people the reaction to it was like so many people were so shocked at it that people acted really weirdly I remember going to a voiceover session and seeing a director that I knew and he was like how's things blah 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 I haven't seen your husband for a while now I was like oh yeah we're, we're not together anymore and him crying and then being like can I have a hug and I was like no I'm fine thanks he was like it's not for you it's for me and me being like I am I'm not I'm here to do a voiceover. <laughs> Please just put me in the booth and direct me. Stop crying. Like it was, it's really strange. People's reactions are really funny. And very unprofessional. <laughs> You're like, shall we? Why can we are you just, crying? Can I just talk about your terms and conditions instead? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really strange. Some people were so shocked. Like, speechless to the point where I was like... Oh, they made it more awkward than I ever would. Yeah, this is the thing, isn't it? And I think quite a lot of the time we make our own minds up about other people's marriages. Like we see them on social media or um, out and about. And obviously people only present the happy them. You're not going to put a photo on social media of you in the middle of a blazing row, like on holiday in Italy. So um, everyone thinks that everything's hunky-dory. It it is funny other people's reactions and coping with that. How did you how did you navigate that world? Obviously there was the crying director. A lot of crying. Yeah. I had friends who were like, let's just go out and get really drunk, which were great. But also on the flip side, it was the same year that everybody in my friendship group turned 30. So it was like 30th, 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 different city. 
And I was going, right, okay, still making sure that my son was seen as dad. So I then wasn't seeing my little boy on a weekend, which was horrific to deal with anyway, wondering what he was doing. Then I'd be, I remember the worst one was the first one, my friend's birthday in Leeds, being in a holiday inn. I'd gone along to this party and there was something about splitting the bill. And I had, like, I couldn't, I hardly ate because I was, I just was in so much trauma. I think it must've been about three or four weeks after it all ended and someone being like, we need to split the bill and me being really conscious of like not having very much money, them all being from London and me being like, I've literally had a cork and like a sandwich and I just don't, I don't think I can even handle paying for this and just breaking down in this restaurant. Then being like, I'm going to sort myself out and not even saying and paying probably about 40 quid for just those two tiny bits of food because I was too embarrassed to not. And then going back to this hotel room, I think I'd been at the party for about half an hour to 45 minutes, going back, breaking down in tears on the phone to my mum and dad to the point where my dad came all the way to Leeds to pick me up because I was just like, I can't breathe. I can't cope. I don't know what I'm doing. So yeah, I had really like, I had really quite... I think everybody thought I was very strong and was very um, good at dealing with it. And that was the one thing people kept saying to me, you're so strong, you're so strong, because I kind of put this front on um, to a lot of people and was just like, I'm getting on, I'm going to be fine. I am just going to channel myself into everything. But the same week he left, my agent dropped me. So I was literally like, my world has ended. I have no career I have no house. I have no husband anymore. I have nothing. And I don't know what on earth I'm going to do with my life. Um, so it was pretty, my lowest point was, and I got, I took a photo of it. I don't know why, took a photo of it. I put my wedding tiara on. I got into the freezer, not like physically into the freezer, but I was sitting near the freezer, freezer door open, eating ice cream straight from the tub with tears falling down my face. <laughs> For some reason, I took a picture, sent it to all my friends and I was like, this is the reality of how I feel right now. <laughs> so, with the yeah. wedding tiara on. Yeah, and I don't know why I did it. I just, That's I was like, amazing. I just, just need, I just need to, to put this on. If there's a visual representation of divorce, it's that. That is it. I know. Isn't it just? I think that's why I took it. I think I was just literally like, this is probably the lowest moment of your life. Like things, the only way is up, Rich. Like, come on. (laughs) So so yeah, I dealt with it in really strange ways. I mean, I've had a lot of therapy. I went straight to get some counseling and um, very arrogantly after three sessions was like, I'm fixed. I'm totally fixed. I'm totally fine. And then realized like a year later that I really wasn't. And I've, you know, really got on board with an amazing therapist who is just absolutely brilliant. Um, and I think I'm such an advocate for that as well, of people actually talking to somebody independent because I feel like I can tell her everything. And even one session, I just basically, she got me to shout for the full session because I'm, I'm not very good at dealing with anger um, I just cry and then I'm just crippled. And so I felt like I didn't really have a voice anymore and didn't really have um, much to say or anything that was valuable to say to anybody and, you know, felt quite worthless, which again, people are like, what? Like, that's not you. You're not the sort of person who takes any rubbish. And I'm like, well, now I don't. But back then, again, behind closed doors, nobody knows what's what goes on. Um, and so, yeah. She, she just got me to shout and shout and process all this anger. And it's brilliant. Like I couldn't, like there was a point where even when we were doing drop-offs and pickups, there was no conversation between the two of us, which is so weird. 
so so weird it would the conversations would happen via email so it was very business-like which in a way I'm sort of like well maybe that was better but also it's really strange I mean he broke up with me over the telephone Sam that's how my marriage ended on the phone wow yeah on the phone how did that feel well I was driving at the time so it was a bit tricky oh my gosh did you pull over? No. <laughs> I literally, like, <laughs> I know I'm laughing now. God, at the time it was terrible. I mean, I didn't, don't think I had too far to drive home, but um, I, I'd been to an event and everybody at that event must have thought that I was a mess because it was a screening of a, a film that I'd done. And I was like, I can't miss out on it. My face must have been so blotchy. Um, and so you were on the way to a film screening of something that you'd been in. Did he know that, your ex? I, it was, I was after it. I said I was free from like eight o'clock after the event had finished. So he knew that I'd be free from that time. I didn't realise that was going to happen in the car. But um, yeah, as I was driving, and I remember him being like, so yeah, I think it's done, isn't it? And me just being like, um, right, okay. Uh, wow. And just being really quiet and just driving and like putting the phone down and almost, I don't know how I got home. I just was very much like, um, did that just happen like that? And then getting home to mum and dad and just being just everything, bawling my eyes out and then being like, it's all going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. Like, and I think I went back into child mode very, very quickly. I was just like, I just need tea and cuddles and please just make sure I'm okay. But yeah, by the phone. Oh, I mean, I think we all go into child mode when something, well, I know I do. I'm Mm. like, if something terrible happens, I'm like, mom, I need to hug and I need to like sit on your sofa while you make me a cup of tea and just feel like I'm being looked after. I need fluffy things, just surround myself with fluffy things. But yeah, but... I mean, but quite a lot of people were like, yeah, we knew this was, this was coming. And that wasn't the word, like the humiliating bit was the two days before that we'd been to an award ceremony and it was like a big thing in our region. And um, I saw him leave. I was still at the bar and I saw him leave with people from his work and me ringing him and him looking at his phone, ignoring it and putting it back in his pocket. And we've been like, oh, okay. So then he went out for the full night didn't come back to the hotel room till like nine o'clock in the morning. And when he got back, just, I was like, where on earth have you been? And then he just basically took off. So I was like, right, okay, going home to my mum and dad then. Yeah. So it was very, like, it was so humiliating. Like, I just remember being at that award ceremony and people saying to me, like, where's he gone? Like, why are you here on your own? Why are you not with him? And one of his clients ringing him and him answering straight away and me being like, yeah, I think I think this is over and done with. Um, and I mean, like, we both knew. And sadly, I think it got to the point where we just didn't, didn't love each other anymore and just tolerated each other and very sad because of having a child and that wasn't you know that isn't the environment I wanted my son to grow up in you know to be with two people who just communicate through through their child or people who are together just because of children but the feeling of failure because my my mum and dad have been together from being like 18 and they've you know they've they've had some really hard times but they've got through them and they've worked through them so in my head it was like no we work through stuff and we try and make things better but 
you know when it's not right and we both hadn't been happy for quite a while I think so yeah it was better to not be together even though that was the easier thing would have been to stay I think would have been a lot easier to just be like okay I'll just put up with with this and just continue on but instead it's like no we're gonna we're gonna do this and the best thing and like the one thing I had in my head was oh my goodness I've been given the opportunity to be happy in the future and the thought of that for some reason just was really like no you get the chance to be happy in the future was was massive to me it is so true I think it is well, some people would say it's harder to stay and, and work through stuff. And I guess it depends on your situation. But I think a lot of people put off breaking up. I know I did. And I'm sure my ex would agree because it is such a change and an upheaval. And, you know, your life is completely turned upside down. So I think, you know, all of us who have done that, it is a really hard thing to do. But as you said, it gives, we get a second chance at, life and love and marriage if that's what you want and you know all of those things so you had that quite sounds like traumatic breakup (laughs) and then you went to your parents house and it sounds like they were really there for you at that time what did you find really got you through that time because I know I threw myself into work because I just got a job on magic mike live brilliant yeah so I, um, and I had rehearsals like starting the next week. So I just went straight into work and kind of really, really obsessively, probably slightly unhealthily, just really threw myself into that and kind of didn't see anyone else. But that did help me initially to have something to focus on. What helped you? See, I really struggled with that because with me straight away with my agent dropping me and me being like, what on earth am I going to do for work? What, what's going to happen? And I still had voiceover clients and I set up, um, being able to record in my own studio from home. So I was lucky that I had that, but was very much like, oh my goodness, I don't really know anyone here. Um, I threw myself into a play group, but then I was really like embarrassed that everybody would be like, oh, she's the one whose husband left her. Oh, bless her. Oh no. Oh. Um, and so I think I got, I threw myself into my little boy and was just very much like. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Like, right, I just need to need to just keep trying to keep a routine, trying to meet new people. Um, and then I think I'd lost a lot of my friendships during my marriage um, and just had had really distanced myself from a lot of people. And I think they could probably see that things weren't great. So I really consciously made an effort to really cultivate those friendships again. And that was so nice because my girls, because I did cheerleading at uni. So my cheerleading squad were like my girls and we used to always meet up. And I remember going to a bottomless brunch when I was pregnant and it me just being like, oh, this isn't like they're all getting really drunk and this isn't something that I can join in with right now. My life's so very different. And yeah, they were all like, right, come on come come and have some time with us so that was lovely my family were just absolutely incredible and then I managed to go get another agent and just was very much like right what work can I do where can I be useful um and I really kind of threw myself into looking for work and working on myself a lot actually I had a lot of time I, I gave myself six months off because I was like, you are not in a fit state to be working or to be doing anything properly. You need to just have a little bit of of time to just heal 
Um, and I think in our industry, we're so busy saying yes to everything. We feel like we can't turn anything down. But I remember having an audition. Um, it was when there was really bad weather. I think we had split up via the phone on the Monday night. And I think the audition was on the Wednesday. The snow was coming down. I just couldn't get to Manchester. And I remember sitting in the car again, just an absolute wreck. And I was going, why am I putting myself through this? Why I'm not, what I need to do is just say, no, actually, mentally, I'm not in a great place right now. I don't even know if I could learn the lines. (laughs) So I was very much like, okay, just, you should have just said no to that one instead of stressing and breaking your neck trying to drive in the snow like it was it was not a good idea um and then I found presenting and um it's something that I've always I when I first graduated I am um, actually went and did some presenting and my first job was presenting a children's tv show um which didn't get commissioned and it was always something I wanted to go back to so I did some little bits and bobs I started doing hospital radio and really like pushed myself doing that on a Sunday morning and especially because that's when my little boy was seeing his dad. So I was like, I have to find something to keep myself busy during that time. Um, so I did that. And then, um, yeah, just ended up getting back to doing quite a lot of work, being in demand and, yeah, getting myself to a point where I could actually properly function, not get through a conversation without... Um, I mean, I suppose I was, I was very good at putting on that front of being really cold, but I just didn't allow myself to feel anything for at least six months other than upset, which I think was, I think I probably cried at least a couple of nights a week just on my own. Yeah. I think that's so many people will be able to relate to that. I remember, um, you know, throwing myself into work, being in rehearsals with like Channing Tatum and professional male dancers that's so tough that's so tough Sam so that's what everyone said to me they were like oh my god that is like the best job to go to after a divorce but actually spending all your time with a group of men when you've just broken up with a man and actually you just want like your girls around you yeah it was it was a weird it definitely wasn't a horrible experience but it was it was a weird time and and I remember you know doing rehearsals for the show and then they played this song that happened to be my first dance song. And then I just burst into tears and was crying in the toilets. And it was like this really weird time of being so emotional. But because I'm a comedian, I was putting on my, I'm really fun and everything's fine and I can do jokes because I'm okay kind of vibe. And then, and yeah, and then going home and and having a cry. So I think it is... It is a weird time, but I thought it was interesting that you said that you should have said no to that audition. And Mm. I feel, I don't know about you, but like divorce has given me that kind of life perspective where I'm like, actually, I don't need to say yes to everything. And like, what do I really want? And I, I definitely, you know, in the last couple of years since I split with my ex, I've definitely like reevaluated what I want and what my like new goals are in life and Mm. and what I want to strive towards have you found that yeah definitely I do I think what's like what is the worst that can happen I've been through things that have like totally horrific (laughs) so I go well you know what it really doesn't matter if I don't get an audition it's not the end of the world if they don't like me whatever like and I've worked on myself so much to the point where I'm like I actually quite like who I am now and I wouldn't have said that about myself ever before um 
and yeah, I do like, I look at stuff and go, Oh, does that really excite me or inspire me? No. So why would I, why am I going to do it? I'm not going to waste my time doing that. And the the best thing about it is me saying like before, you know, I felt like I didn't have a voice and now I get employed to talk with my own voice about like my own things. And that feels like the most amazing opportunity and the most amazing job to do where I can just be like, yeah, I can talk about TV and film or I can talk about like how puppy dogs have learned to like do big eyes so they can manipulate you or like how a cat meows to sound like a baby, like stuff like that, like (laughs) which I feel like now my, my opinion's valid, which is so sad that I felt for such a long time that it wasn't. Um, and yeah, my perspective on things are like, I'll make things work for me, even in terms of friends and like boundaries with people. Like, you know, I'm not going to, if somebody's like an hour and a half away and they're like, oh, do you want to like come and have breakfast? I'm like, does that fit in with what I'm doing today? No, it doesn't. Like I'll give you a call, but I'm not going to, whereas before I would have like broken my neck to try and do like 50 billion things in one day and then felt guilty that I hadn't done them properly and then rushed them and then probably, you know, not done them as well. Um, so I've, yeah, I, I do, I do have a, a different perspective on life and it's really quite nice to, to be able to get to that point where I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like also, you know, if somebody says something mean to you, whatever, like it feels a bit like water off a duck's back. You know, it's given me this real resilience that I'm like, yeah, okay. You don't like the top I'm wearing, big deal. Like, you know, somebody messaged me saying um, that the top I was wearing clashed with a photo that I put on Instagram at one point. And I was like, yeah, and? Like, whereas before I'd have been like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that I wore a, a clashing top. What must people think of me now? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to clash even more next week. Clashing is very in. So, so in, yeah. <laughs> I'm all about the clash. <laughs> I had to play, I had to play my... Um, my first dance at my wedding. So that came up on one of our playlists recently. And I was like, oh, oh, it's, it was Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls, which is a strange song to have anyway. Because if you think about the lyrics, I don't want the world to see me because I don't think that they'd understand. I mean, wow. Yeah. Everything's made to be broken. I mean, it's not really like, <laughs> you know, I will always love you, is it? It's, it's just, yeah. But I played it. And you know what? I turned it up and I sang so loudly to it and I was like do you know what instead of feeling upset I'm just gonna go yeah that was a time in my life but this time is better and the me now is stronger and better and you know and yes we all have our rubbish times where we feel really down and we feel really low and you know I have that okay especially when having to sort out things with our little boy it is really tricky going right okay what's going to happen with Christmas this year or his birthday or who's how we're going to coordinate weekends and you know, now that things are sort of back to normal with school, I'm going, oh my goodness, I feel like I'm not seeing him enough. And that's really tricky and trying to balance all that. And I'll feel really down and really upset about that. But then I go, yeah, but look how far you've come. I think I'm always, I've always been in, in the past, like just what's next, what's next, what's next. And I think, again, that's probably a freelancer mentality of being like, I've got to just grab onto everything while it's happening. But, um, now I kind of go, you know, what? actually like stop and realize how far you've actually come like you've you've come a long long way um and that's something to be celebrated I I think that's amazing what you said about the song that your first dance song that then you turned up and danced to it and I love 
I love the idea of like creating new memories over those old ones that might be painful now. Like, as I mm. said, they played my wedding song in the rehearsals of Magic Rock and I cried. But mm. then it was in, it's an Ed Sheeran song and it was in the show. And then every night it was actually this lovely moment in the show, which is really a calm moment where I dance on stage, like slow dance with the guy playing Magic Mike. And mm. we like have a little chat and all the audience would stand up and dance with each other, like all their friends. Mm. And it was just actually a lovely moment in the show. And I feel like, you know, yes, that's still my wedding dance song, but it doesn't have a painful memory attached anymore. Now it has this really positive memory. And I think that it it's only time that gives you the opportunity to do that. Because I think when I first split up with my ex and I started this podcast, I was like, oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm totally over it. Um, and still like I'm two years on now and there's still those painful memories that like spring up related to like a place or a song or a object or whatever it is. Um, but actually over time you create new memories with those things and then they're mm. not painful anymore. And I think that's, that's been a really important like process for me that I didn't realize at the beginning. Yeah, it's a positive place to get you to, but it, yeah, sometimes there are, there are certain things that, you know, like I'll see people, like families picking up at school and I'll go, oh, okay, that's, that's never going to be us, but okay, yeah. And yeah, I think songs are so powerful and somebody, like the advice that somebody gave me was listen to sad songs and allow yourself to let any emotion out in the very beginning. Um, and they, they were like, just listen to sad songs, which is really funny because whenever I um, put on like streaming services, one of the playlists that comes up <laughs> is sad songs to sing in the shower and life sucks. So, I mean, yeah, they, they've got me pegged properly on there. It's like, That's wow. funny because I yeah. avoid sad songs and sad films. I hate a sad film, although I did watch a, a, a great, it's just a funny, silly film called The Women. About, oh, I went to the cinema to see that when I was at uni. Yeah, about someone finding out their um, husband has cheated on them, which is not what happened in my marriage. But, you know, they split up and their friends are there for them and they go through this whole process and the woman like finds herself again and starts a new career. And I was like... I love that. And I love First Wives Club. Those are like mm -hmm. my film anthems of like divorce. But I definitely avoid the sad, the sad films of like lost love. Oh, see the notebook. I, I put that on. Like if I need to have a good old cry, then I'm like, put the notebook on. Have you had any inspiration since? Because my friends were like, you need to watch this. Um, the single Wives Club Australia with Matthew Hussey who's a dating coach about like about life after divorce and dating after divorce it's great I haven't seen that <gasps> I mean I watched a lot of I was obsessed with Love Island yeah I went on a dating sex extravaganza when I got divorced though which was very fun and I've sort of calmed down a bit now mainly because of the pandemic but yeah. um Ruining you, things. <laughs> ruining my sex life. How and, dare it. And the countries. Um, did you go on any sort of like dating? Wow. I was very much like I will refuse to go on an app. I'm absolutely refusing it. I was like, I need to only be set up. I will not go out with anyone unless I know that they are a decent person and that I've got at least three or four references. 
<laughs> wow. Yeah. Like so, a new um, flat. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important that you do have these. So um, I'd got set up with a friend's, um, a friend's friend who was lovely, but he was only home for like three months on a contract. So for me, that was like, perfect. We'll see if we get along. And we just had a lot of fun, but it wasn't like, I always knew he was going to go back away. So in a way that kind of worked really nicely. Cause I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, this isn't long-term. And also one of the first things he said was, I hate kids. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> oh, okay, great. Brilliant. Um, I've got one. So, <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I've, I've not had much luck until recently when I've met someone, it's kind of new, but it's all quite nice. We knew each other when we were younger, um, when we were at college. So yeah, I'm just going to kind of see how that goes. Um, but what I am really intrigued about is I've got a lot of friends who are on the dating apps who now they're like, there's a three date rule apparently. So they teach me all this exciting stuff. There's a three date rule you know, after three dates, apparently I was like, I know after 20 seconds, like I don't need, (laughs) I don't need three dates. I'm looking for a spark. I did once go for a really awkward brunch with somebody who like, I love it when somebody loves what they do and they're passionate about what they do. And he was like, Oh, I hate my job in the first 20 seconds. And I was like, no. And he actually said to me, are we going to do this again? And I said, no, we're not. <laughs> which honestly was good. honest exactly yeah. I was like do you know what I was like you're great but you're just not for me and I don't feel a spark and he was like oh okay <laughs> I felt really mean but you know what good like I did go home and cry after it though because I was like oh I'd built myself up and thought this is exciting but um yeah the new thing that one of my friends has been on a date and he um got asked this massive questionnaire by this girl. So I was like, tell me some of the questions. And it's like, what do you think happiness is? And um, what's your what's your biggest regret? And I'm like, wow, these are in-depth conversations. But what, you know on what? the day? Or... On the first date. Wow. Yeah. And um, I was like, do you know what? In a way, like, I mean, I always straight away am now like, kids, marriage, thoughts. Because I also think I don't want to waste, I don't want to waste anyone's time. Everybody, like, you know, you will know that I have a child. So I want to know your thoughts on that. And if that's a bit weird for you, then see ya, because we come as a package. But um, yeah, trying to find someone who's decent and somebody who's nice and somebody who is loyal. Like, I've basically, I think all the people I've been out with in the past two and a half years have all had other relationships at the same time, but not told me about them. So there's been a lot of cheating wow. and a lot of trust issues. Yeah. So, um, but the first thing that this new guy that I've met said was like, trust is the most important thing for me. And I'm like, oh, hello, breath of fresh air. This is exciting. Um, but because I think everybody's so much like, oh, I can just swipe left and find someone else. And that's why I think, yeah, it's, it's strange navigating it. It's really scary. My guard's well and truly up. And um, I think... It's really hard. It's hard for me to get to that point where I'm going to be that vulnerable with someone again, I think. And yeah, because also my ex was very much like, don't cry, solve your problem. So even like showing that much emotion in front of somebody new is is particularly tricky. Although we did play crazy golf recently and I showed a lot of emotion during that because I played (laughs) so badly. (laughs) Have you cried on a date talking about showing emotion? Um, probably, I probably have, you know, yes, I definitely have. 
um, someone took me walking um, up to, have you ever been to, um, it's like this big Malham Cove, it's called. Um, it's called Malham Cove. And it, very sadly, a lot of people do commit suicide from there. It's a really like steep drop. It featured in Harry Potter as well. It's a, it's a beautiful wall. It's um, in, I want to say the Peak District, but that might be wrong. So don't quote me on that. Um, but at the top, because I felt so alive and yet so close to death at the same point, so I just burst into tears and they were very much like, um, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, just just feel really like, um, just like I could jump right now. And they were like, please don't jump. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to, but but just in this, yeah, there's Samaritan signs all around. And it was just a really weird, and I just completely burst into tears. And um, I mean, that is a strange place to take someone on a date. Yeah. I would say. So yeah. it is. I, I think for it. <laughs> <laughs> you had to cry. Yeah. Um, I think it is, it's a weird thing navigating the world of dating and like. It is. It's so strange. It's so hard. And, and I am very much like. I'm trying to go, okay, what could possibly go wrong? I mean, I got quite drunk at the weekend and I'm, I can't remember exactly what I said to him, but I think I was very much like, please, please tell me you've not got a secret family that you're hiding and please don't hurt me. Because <laughs> I'm ready for this hilarious story. So I had a proper freak out, right? Went round to his house. I saw two toothbrushes in the bathroom. He lives alone. I was like, whose is that other toothbrush? So instead of just being like, whose toothbrush is that? I properly freaked out. Or just why do you have two toothbrushes instead of yeah. assuming that it's a person's? Yeah, sure. Well, you can, you can see. You can see straight away. I was like, right. So I just basically left, like without saying anything. He must have thought I had a dodgy tummy. He must have thought, I don't know, I just had a bit of a freak out. But I was basically like, right, I'm going to go now. Bye. To which he was like, is everything okay? No. On the phone to my friends, he's got two toothbrushes. Who goes round and takes a toothbrush? I can't believe it. This is happening again. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he sent me a message later on in the week and he was like, oh, my teeth are really sore from whitening them. Didn't think in it, like I didn't think anything of it. Went round the next week, actually like looked at the toothbrush, realised there was a brand on it, which was the same as the tooth whitening powder and that he was whitening his teeth. So then I was like, oh my goodness, I've been really quiet for the full week and I've been really like, so then I decided to just jokingly bring it up, right? <laughs> because, you know, because why not? I'm glutton for punishment. And I was like, yeah, I thought you were seeing someone else. And he was like, right, okay. He was like, well, you either trust me or you don't. And if you don't trust me, then the, there's no point. And I was like, oh no, but like, uh. and then that night he was like, Rachel, don't freak out but there's three toothbrushes in the bathroom because you've put yours in there too it doesn't mean I'm with anybody else and I was like <laughs> I'm so glad we can joke about this <laughs> uh, so yeah that that's why I asked him if he had a family or with their own toothbrushes when I was well drunk. it's an important you know question to ask when you're meeting I, someone new I agree one of my friends was more horrified at the fact he's whitening his teeth <laughs> no everyone whitens their teeth no well, I mean, I have an app on my phone that does it for me, but just, <laughs> just in post. But yeah, I feel like I need to, I, I, you know, I'm now showing my teeth off. They definitely need a bit of, I need to borrow it maybe. Oh, you can't share toothbrushes though. That's too, that's too familiar, isn't it? <laughs> well, I always think you are, you are <laughs> snogging the person. So you're sharing saliva that way. So you might as well share saliva on a toothbrush, but mm. I have my own toothbrush. Yeah. But next time he comes around, you should get like five toothbrushes for your house. And just, just, just to totally like, yeah, just, just to not mess, mention mess it. Mess with his mind. <laughs> yeah. 
Sure, why not? Yeah, That's my approach. Mm -hmm. um, so you're in this new relationshipy thing mm -hmm. and it's going nicely, which is great. Can you see, not specifically this person, but can you see yourself getting married again or have you been like put off? Um, I could see it happening again. Yeah, and I would quite like it. I'd, I like. I feel like in a really sad way, it's all very tainted because of it not working out beautifully. And But the best memories I have of my wedding day are dancing with my friends. So I can't really remember much. And I do things very differently. I mean, I wouldn't have a photographer and go off for half an hour and have a photo shoot. I'd be like, nah, do you know what? Everybody, you've just got your camera phones, just take pictures or, you know, I'm not going to have like all that. I just have like a really fun day. I think and that was one Again. of my favorite bits. I love having my photo. I mean, I'm a typical <laughs> yeah. actress. I love having my photo taken. I still have photos of me from my wedding up on the wall, just not with him in them because mm -hmm. I look great. I have some <laughs> on my phone and I look great on mine. So I'm like, this is before Red Wine Gate happened. Um, but I, like, I do look at them and I go, oh, but I also go, God, you were tiny. Like I was absolutely tiny. I mean, I don't think I ate anything for weeks um, before, but also I was filming. So I was in the middle of filming Wolfblood. So they gave me the Thursday off. Um, I got married on the Saturday. So I had Thursday, Friday off. And then I was back on set on the Tuesday, pretending to be 14 again, even though I just got married. <laughs> so it was really weird and really random. <laughs> so did you not have a honeymoon? We had a mini moon um, that was in the Lake District, but never really got a honeymoon. And we did go away, to, but it was to stay with friends. So never really got my honeymoon. So that also was a bit of an omen, I think. Yeah. Well, so next time you need a full I want it all. honeymoon. I want, I want the pre-wedding holiday. I want the stag and hen and then a stendu. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I want to be bridezilla next time. Oh, I was really chilled. This time, maybe I'd be bridezilla. Nah, I'm too laid back. I just like, I'd rather be like, let's just have a party. But is it important? To, I don't know. Because so I, I'd heard you talking on a previous podcast about what to do with rings. My fingers are so small that basically they've offered me like 200 quid for wedding rings. Because they were like, we can't sell them. And oh, my fingers are a little eye. So Yeah. So they, I was like, what am I going to do? And then they were like, oh, take the emotion out of it. Do something with the, with the stone. Like, but also, why would I want to do something with it? I'm like, some, someone else just have them. Yeah. And also, I find it weird. Like, I know, obviously, financial reasons, people buy secondhand rings. But there's something about that that I feel a bit funny about, knowing that it was from something that didn't quite work out. Do you know? I feel like there's a bit of... Hmm. Or someone died in it. Yeah. See, that I think I'm all right with, as long as they were happy. Oh, no, I'd, I'd feel worse about that. Do you think? Well, I think, but then some people aren't, don't attach emotion to possessions like that. Whereas yeah, I really do, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, also, I think I'd feel weird about someone else wearing my engagement ring because I'd be like, oh, I hope it's not got like bad divorce yeah. energy on it. Yeah, I like feel, I'd like feel it bad would for be. them. Yeah, yeah, I would. I'd be like, oh, okay. Just be really careful. Don't go to here. Don't do this. Don't have Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls as your first song for your first dance and you'll all be fine. <laughs> well, I've now lost my wedding ring somewhere in the house. So oh, one day oh, well. I'll just find them and then be like, oh, remember the time I got married? Mm. Um, 
Well, uh, talking of what to do with wedding rings, there are a few things I'm going through right now that I thought mm-hmm. I'd ask you about. Okay. So um, I have done things for the first time on my own that my ex used to do. And it makes me feel really empowered. Like I mowed the lawn, I put a wooden box together like mm-hmm. by myself there were so many screws and I changed my broadband and those are all <laughs> things that my ex would have done before and that I felt like a bit like almost scared to do myself and mm-hmm. then I did them and I was like yeah I am a strong independent lady do you have anything that you've like done that's made you feel like empowered um I would say building a kitchen not a like for a child, not an actual actual kitchen, but the flat pack. It's almost like a flat pack furniture build. Oh, I, I, I oh, I really struggle with stuff like that. I, I'm far too creative. I don't like following instructions really. So there's always a few screws missing that. But you know what? I've become a champion of Sam. Lego. Oh, I am a champion Lego master. I am like Lego cool mom, and I feel like, I mean, I. My little boy likes to give me instructions to follow. He likes following instructions. And I've graduated from just building like somebody on a parasol with like two or three bits of Lego to building a bin lorry now. Wow. So like, I feel like I'm really like nailing life by doing that. I mean, it's not as extreme as building a box. I get that. But (laughs) I mean, yeah, I think practical things um Um, also I've like I'm still living in the house that I shared with my ex so I've like redecorated and made it all my own so I've got like a pink kitchen I have the branch of a tree that I've sanded down and made felt um wisteria flowers and hung them from the branch of the tree this is what I've been doing during lockdown and like I've got like really colorful picture frames on artwork like bright orange and bright yellow and like just stuff that is very me and that probably he wouldn't have liked and it feels very nice to be like creating my own space do you remember a time of like creating your own space that you felt sort of nice and comfortable in oh yeah definitely like the amount of color like we lived in a very like in a show home almost it was always constantly like really tidy and just just very neat and very white and very bland so I have got like my main thing is having pictures of people pictures of people pictures of memories um and I got some beautiful pictures um during lockdown with rainbows and smiley faces I've got like my little boy's artwork all over you know some of it is is better than others let's just say (laughs) some of it some of the glitter stuff had to be sacrificed but I also um, read a book about doing a vision board so I've created these vision boards and he would have been like what that is a load of rubbish like don't even start with all that like you know positive thinking stuff so yeah I've got boards on my doors which um on bright yellow paper and I've got like love hearts in um fireworks fireworks again love a firework um and it's got like microphones and it's got it's got all sorts of like beautiful images on it that I've chosen that are all about me moving forward including a woman walking in this field with her back to you just being like I am off and I'm on my journey of life so yeah that and I've just got loads of like orchids and flowers and just a lot of stuff he would probably have said was clutter and I love it I love having loads of clutter and also I love having mugs that don't match 
Oh my God, I hate that. That is my worst nightmare. <laughs> I love clutter. My mum says it's stuff to dust, but I love <laughs> like bits and bobs. But mugs that don't match, I can't, I just can't. I'm so stressed for your house. Really? Oh no, yeah. don't be. There's like animals on that. Like he would have hated anything that's like a bit too like country kitchen. I'm like, give me the animal mug. Give me the one with a handprint on that says mummy. Give me like just a random one that you got in a shop and one from work and ones with your name on. I'm like, yes, bring them all round. Oh my God, that is giving me anxiety. You just talking about it. I do have some that match. I have some posh okay. ones. I have, okay. I have, I have some posh ones that are blue with saucers, but they're only for like royalty. Okay. Um, so it, just to round off, is there any advice you would give someone who can relate to, you know, your story or who's going through um, what you're going through or just about to get to di- divorced? What advice would you give them or just what would you say to them? Um, I would say to them that it's okay to feel utterly shit. It's okay to feel crap. It's okay to cry in your wedding tiara, in the freezer, into some chocolate ice cream. Just go with how you feel and don't try and brave face it because I think suppressing all those emotions is so much worse for you. You just have to let it out and surround yourself with good people and know that in the future it will get better and that time is a big healer um and that at some point you have to go I'm moving forward with my life and what what do I want and and I think it's giving yourself um some of the power and control back of how your life can be in the future but also my biggest advice is listen to this because this has been so helpful for me like my my friends who have been divorced two or three of them we call ourselves the divorce club ourselves and we all listen to you because we're just like this is so great to get a different perspective and to hear different things and to hear people talking about it people don't talk about divorce it's like oh you can't you can't be talking about that. Oh, no, no. When there's probably loads of people that I know who've been through it, but just don't say anything. So I think talking about it is really quite important, which is why I'm incredibly grateful for you having me on here. Oh, thank you. That's such a nice way to end. I'll pay you later. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel, thanks so much. Where can people find you online? Oh, I'm at Rachel Teat on Instagram and Twitter. You can find out what I'm up to on there. Lovely. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Oh, hi. Thank you for listening to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines. Please leave us a review. Please, please. Um, It would be super nice. They're lovely to read. They keep me cheery and happy and keep me going. Uh, But also it affects our listing in the podcast charts, uh, which are very important because that's how more people find the podcast. And I'd love to help more people get through those really tough heartbreak and divorce times. And they're more likely to find us if we're higher up on the charts. So if you'd like to leave a review, I'd love you forever. You can leave them on iTunes is the big one or most podcast platforms do them as well. I'll take all the reviews you've got to give. You can also uh, get in contact on Twitter and Instagram at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. We have a website, thedivorcesocial.com, and we have a Patreon account, which means that you 
can support the podcast for as little as £2 a month. And it helps me with all the admin costs. It also means you have access to our 90s-style divorce and heartbreak chat room. And there's lots of exclusives on there, little bits of audio that you don't get in the main podcast, and some giveaways as well. So I'd love to see you over on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Samantha Baines. And please leave a review. Did I say that already? Please leave a review. Love you forever.